And welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transition Energy Podcast on Thursday, December the 1st, the beginning of winter. Uh, and you can start opening your advent calendar, Phil. Hey, hey, get first chocolates out. Excellent. I'm excited. <laughs> well, uh, the only thing is, I think we've had the Santa rally already, probably. We had it in uh, November where markets actually performed remarkably well. So, um, but there you go. You never know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just keep going. Maybe the world, actually, the world feels still pretty bad, but maybe it's all priced in. It could well be. The Nasdaq was certainly up again last night. We'll see what's this. Uh, a lot of US data, I think, is expected out today. There's some economic data, um, but maybe signs that inflation in the States is slowing and where the US goes, others follow. We'll see. Well, the trouble is the data around the world is, is very mixed. Isn't it? I mean, in China, obviously, look, this week it's all been about in China, the, the zero COVID protests. Um, but also, if you look at their, their factory gate prices, their PMI, etc., I mean, it looks as though China is going into recession. They won't actually say that. They'll still claim they've got growth. But my guess is they're going into recession. If China, which is the sort of the, the workhorse of the world, goes into recession, that, that is going to have an impact around the rest of the world. And actually, it will bring back down prices. We've been saying it for ages that actually inflation could turn to deflation. Um, so, it'll, it, you know, well, we're in a fascinating period of time. But it is, I tell you, for equity capital markets, it's tough out there. I don't know if you saw the Peel Hunt results this morning. Quite extraordinary. I mean, they're, 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 you know, they were making tens of millions of profit. Now it's gone to zero. They lost 35 million of cash in the last six months. Um, that tells you the state of the equity capital markets, which is a shame because we also actually, of course, um, have some really good news about the state of certain equity capital markets. We're going to come to just in a second. But I've got to say, just before we talk about that, it was really sad this morning to see that Christine McVie has died age 79. Uh, obviously, the uh, one of the major players of Fleetwood Mac. Were you a fan of Fleetwood Mac, Phil? Yes, I like Fleetwood Mac. And uh, yeah, no, that was that was sad to see. Yeah. Anyway, look, just before we get onto the news, uh, uh, and it's been a relatively quiet week for news, but we did on Tuesday hold our uh, our Aquis Showcase event and Britain's uh, Got Aquis event. And it's pretty amazing, wasn't it, Phil? Yeah, do you know what it was? Um, I mean, I'm not sure we talk a bit more detail about it. The numbers of the companies we had attending and presenting and pitching, um, you know, in competition. But what what I was particularly uh, thrilled to see was the number of people that attended. And we have to say a huge thanks to all of those that came along to support the event. Uh, it was. It was extraordinarily well attended, actually. And people stayed and listened. Uh, and of course, we had Sir Robin Saxby. Uh, the founder of Arm, talking about the future of technology, where he sees exciting things, et cetera, et cetera, uh, discussing whether he thought Arm would ever end up relisted on London or not, and he was pretty pretty sure it probably wouldn't. Um, but it, it was it was fascinating, really, just to, to see where he, his thoughts, should we say, on being a listed company. On he talked quite a bit about cloud computing and you know and security. Has that got out of control, et cetera, et cetera? AI chips, you name it. It was. Uh, I don't know if you picked up any sort of particular thing you you felt strongly about from all of that talk, Phil. Well, I do. You know what he did say, which is is always <laughs> it's always fairly profound. though quite simple for any business. He said that the key thing is to to solve a problem with your technology and from that sales will come and ever an important message there from sir robin and a man who knows 
Yeah. Uh, that's true. Now, the winner actually was a company called Good Health, which really doesn't fit into Tech or Trans at all. Uh, because they're a, as the word, as the, as the name of the company suggests, it's a sort of healthcare company. But we did have um, presentations from Quantum Exponential, which I thought was fascinating, a sort of a fund looking at uh, quantum uh, investments, quantum physics investments. Super Seed Capital, which obviously a VSA client, looking at uh, seed capital into sort of SaaS investments. Uh, we had Good Energy, which makes uh, renewable energy. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. Yep. Uh, hydrogen Utopia, which takes plastic and turns it into oil. And actually the other one, which I thought would be the winner, it got into the final, uh, was Equipmate. It, yeah, it, it was. I mean, quickly, Andrew, I'll get on to Equipmate, but just a little technical correction there. Uh, the winner was One Health Group. Uh, you said Good Health, but they, the result is Good Health from the work that they do, but it's One Health Group that won it. Um, Equipmate, yeah, no, delighted to see. Great that they uh, they presented. I mean, they, they have uh, electric motor inverter technology, um, and they what they basically do is, is that their technology gets retrofitted into buses. And it's uh, it's a uh, it uh, ends up being a lower cost way to convert buses um, to become uh, powered by 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 electric, and and they're seeing a lot of interest from the bus companies for their tech. But they've got a lot of IP in there, and as I as I say, you know they have developed their own electric motors and inverters. These are also being used uh, in early trials for electrified um, aircraft, uh, and as I alluded to, they're being used in a um, an EV supercar. Uh, development as well so quite advanced technology from equipment and i thought there were two key questions that were asked them by our panel of um expert judges uh one was from judith mckenzie of downing who said you know are you going to sell out too cheap she obviously thinks they're going to get bought um and the other one actually was from andy bruff shoulders our head judge who said look you know i really like the business model but you know the capital to build it up is huge why don't you just go down the license and royalty route, which is obviously what, how ARM became so successful. Yeah. And he actually said, you know, if you went down that route, I'd probably buy a position. Uh, so watch out if they do go down that route, because there could be a big buyer coming in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really, really interesting. And it's nice to see a UK company as well with an international outlook, and they're doing quite a lot of work in uh, in uh, South America. I think Brazil, where there's a huge, you know, there were huge bus leads. Did I actually say good health, not one health? I did mean one health. I apologise. I was obviously thinking about, you know, good energy and getting confused. <laughs> my, my fault, my mistake. Uh, so what to you in, in the uh, all those companies? I mean, I say I've, I've picked out a quick makers. I thought was, you know, really good presentation. Any that you would mention particularly? Yeah, look, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. No, I enjoyed their presentation. I think. I, you know, I thought the majority were, 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 were very good. You know, what, look, what impressed me the most was the sheer variety of companies that were on Aquis. I like that. You know, lots of different, different UK companies succeeding in different areas. I thought that was that was great to see, um, you know, and why Aquis is, is well worth looking at. Um, and obviously we do count we count Aquis as a technology exchange and so we do talk yeah, about Aquis. And actually I've had quite a few emails and we've seen it with the share price movement. Actually, the Aquis... Uh, Aquis PLC, I can tell you, was the top performing stock on Aquis in November. And uh, we've had buyers of it uh, coming in since that event because people have suddenly gone, my God, this really is an interesting exchange. Um, talking also, of course, we also had some of our, our brands company, we do sometimes call this Tech Trans and Brands, also presenting at this event. 
um, we had uh, two of them, both Silverwood Brands and S Ventures presenting. Unfortunately, they didn't get through to the final. Uh, maybe it was a tough one for them to do. Um, you got any comments on those? Yeah, I have, Andrew. It's the first time um, I've seen you with nail varnish on. Uh, Silverwood Brands um, own Nailbury, which uh, we have to have quite a bit of home. I don't know, my wife very, likes, likes Nailbury, uh, nail varnish. Um, but they also have, uh, they look at the Bowman's. Um, and S Ventures are very well known for the Nutrition Bars Pulsing, which I'm sure you've seen in a, a good number of retail outlets. So these are, you know, these are, these are, these are super companies that are developing UK brands. Um, I thought I looked very nice in my nail varnish, actually, um, but I'm not sure it's going to catch on. Right. Well, I'm, you were you were a good sport with that, Andrew. Well done. I, I am a good sport, aren't I? Anyway, so it was a fantastic event, uh, the Acri Showcase event. It looks like we now have to run it every year because it was so, so uh, well done. It was also really nice to meet at the event some of the listeners to this podcast, actually, to get their comments. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, it was really nice to meet you uh, if you're listening today. Uh, or tomorrow, or whenever you do listen, uh, and look forward to seeing you at further events. Um, and on that note, that's probably sort of the macro picture now painted. As I say, news is a little bit thin this morning, but you know, actually, why don't we start, Phil? Uh, and I hope this won't catch you out, but literally on the screens, just as we sort of um, logged on to record this, uh, we had a pretty big announcement out of Infinity Energy Systems, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did, and you're not catching me out on this, uh, Andrew. Uh, Infinity Energy Systems is a client of VSA Capitals. Uh, it's a flow battery uh, technology company, um, and their batteries are used to store energy in the grid. And as we all know, as renewables are growing, grid is more volatile, and you need battery storage to maintain grid stability and also to provide energy when the sun isn't shining, the wind isn't blowing. But they've won an order, um, from what I see here, uh, of for 15 megawatts of uh, their flow battery technology, 15 megawatt hours. Um, and this is in Taiwan, and it follows an order early, uh, earlier announced smaller order in, in Taiwan from a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, that, that's a good scale of order for Infinity, 15 megawatts it, or hours is a, is a big order. Um, uh, because as I remember their interim results, their total order backlog at the time was about 16.4 megawatt hours. So it gives you gives you a good feel for the scale of this. Uh, it's in Taiwan, which is exciting. Um, and it's with uh, Everdura Technology, uh, which is a JV between uh, Everbright Technology and Ronogy um, um, Technology Co. in Taiwan. So uh, very exciting uh, for Infinity. They're like buses. They come along in threes, don't they? It's, uh, well, yes, they may come along more than threes, but who knows? They did say also they had potentially 255 megawatts uh, of follow-up orders. Yeah, they did. This announcement is just is just come out, but it it is you know it's of a of a, of a cracking scale and does look exciting. Yeah, uh, we've had a couple of others in the same sort of uh, space um, with news today as well, which because uh, it is a tough area. This, um, but we've also had a little bit of news out of ICM and, and also AMTE as well. Do you want to come on, on comment on them? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, firstly on, I guess, AMTE, who are developing uh, sodium ion battery 
um, cells. Uh, this is for specialist markets, but I think these are the smaller cells that go into uh, monitoring markets, medical monitoring, trying to remember industrial monitoring, uh, but also developing cells for automotive. Um, AMT, so the ticker is AMTE, um, and they had their uh, final results. Uh, their turnover was up as a small company, but developing uh, turnovers up by 12% to 2.2 million, costing lots of money to develop the technology. Um, and their adjusted EBITDA loss uh, was 6.2 million, and they had cash left of just 0.9 million, but they have um, raised a 5 million convertible bond facility um to uh, to provide cash requirements uh they've got a new ceo um and they have said in here that they've got a growing pipeline potential business with opportunities of 240 million pounds across the product range um and they're expecting production in early 2023 so you know it takes a long time to develop these battery technologies costs a lot of money uh, but at least we're seeing some progress there and, uh, and good luck to the, the new CEO, uh, Alan Hollis, who's joined them to drive it. Well, Alan, if you listen to this, we, I'll be honest, we have been rather cautious on AMTE because we know how expensive it is to produce, create batteries, make, get them up and going. And it, it's it's a long game, as you say. And we've also always said we'd love to come up to Scotland and visit to see what you've actually got. So if you are listening, Alan, and you want to give us an invite, just invite us out. Um, now, uh, and then so IT, a little bit of news there, wasn't there? Oh yes, uh, ITM Power. I'm sure, lots of investors know this. This stock uh, ticker is uh, ITM. I think the market capital is uh, 634 million. The share price is down 74% year to date. Um, this has been a paper one for investors, but uh, we talked about ITM Power before. Uh, this is electrolyzer technology uh, to produce hydrogen. Since the fuel of the future, uh, ITM, you know, great expectations has rocketed up in price, has, uh, has come down. Uh, they had hoped to put in place manufacturing capacity for five gigawatts uh, of electrolyzers uh, by 2024. Um, and it's proved difficult to, this is all new technology, all this new technology, lots of IP, but it's proved difficult to ramp up production. And of course, it's been in the middle of a supply uh storm as well and so they've had to they, they said in september their losses have increased um to 46 million pounds 48 million pounds from 28 million pounds previously on revenue of just 5.6 million uh they scaled back their plans um and they've announced that their ceo is moving on um, but the new CEO is coming in from um Linda uh, so this is the big industrial Gas uh, Corporation, and um, so he's joining them very shortly. So we shall see. Well, he's probably got quite a big task there, hasn't he? Um, yes, now, it wasn't all bad news today. Well, it wasn't bad news. Um, but did you spot, uh, you may not, I may catch you up on this one, but you group. Andrew, you know, I love the we, we can't like have a week go by where I Picked up, picked up loads, but might have missed one. Cool. So you group actually. I mean, I have I've been yeah. talking to a few people about it. It's um, uh-huh. it's as independent, uh, I suppose, power SME. You know, actually, yeah. it supplies gas, electricity, and water. It's nearly all electric, actually. But um, they had a little trading update today. 
excellent trading performance with full year financial metrics now anticipated to be significantly ahead of market expectations. Those are words we just love. Um, so, but I mean, you group, it, it's, 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 I'll tell you what, um, it's, it's not been an easy one. I can tell you that it was back down a few years ago at about ooh, 50p or something, even lower than that, I think, uh, back in sort of June 2020. Move forward two years from 50p, it's now 375p. Oh, and it's it's uh, YU, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, been a hell of a stock. Yeah, well, fantastic. Well, we like that. That is good. <laughs> yeah, well, well, well it's still well. only still only a sixty million market cap, so you could argue, you could argue, maybe there's more to go. Who knows? Hmm. Well, we'll be I, following I, following that one. I, I probably don't know it. Well enough. It's not. Uh, I can tell you, it's not a widely held stock with institutions. There's virtually no institution in it at all. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Maybe it'll get going. But uh, there, I, there's my catch of the day. I caught you out. Uh, what do you got, Phil? I've got lots more entry. You know, go for it then. You ought to be patient here. Well, this is on a bigger utility. Um, this is SSE. Ah, yes, they sold off 25% of their transmission. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sold off 25% minority stake in its electricity transmission network. And they have sold it to one of the biggest funds on the planet, um, Ontario Teachers Pension Fund, which is a, 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 it is a very big fund indeed, one I've looked at uh, uh, before and they pre they'd announced in November that they were going to extend their, their partnering approach um, on their you know on their assets. Um, so this has raised them uh, 1.5 billion. So um, that was very very interesting. I also saw uh, this week on environmental funds, couple of environmental funds announcing. Uh, the first one is uh, JLEN, uh, John Lane Environmental, I think, but it's uh, JLEN, uh, abbreviated now. The market cap's about 827 million. Um, the shares are up 18.5% year to date. Environmental fund, this one, Andrew. Share price is uh, 125p, and that's important when looking at funds. Uh, so they have their uh, results to 30th of September. And their portfolio was valued at 890 million versus 795 uh, million pounds. And they also, if I go on to my next page, sorry, listeners. Uh, so their NAV was 125p, which is the share price. So no discount to NAV on that's, this one, which that's means. That's unusual, it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Not, it, thought, I thought you'd have come up with about a 20% discount. Yeah, there you there you go, sir. And bear in mind that there's been quite a shift around in investment in energy assets this year. So obviously we've had you know the, the, the tragedy of the war, um, you know the hike in energy prices, shifts of you know certainly share prices into fossil fuels, and then you know back in there the realization that look this could drive renewables to lessen dependency on gas, and then uh, you know move back into more move into renewables. So there's been quite a shift in the investment climate for renewables this year uh, well it's been dramatic to say the least anyway they they went on to say their portfolio is diversified which makes it interesting as well so it's 28 percent wind 28 percent waste of bioenergy 21 percent anaerobic 15 percent solar 
and then five percent other. So this is an interesting mix in this one because normally you know it tends to be kind of dominated by wind and solar or or storage. So it's quite an interesting mix. Um, but they made a comment which any investor in this space needs to be very aware of is about the UK government's uh, electricity generator levy. Uh, and they said that that will reduce, they expect this to reduce their NAV because they do have generating assets. So the you know the UK government's putting a levy on generation above a certain price on providers, almost like the windfall tax as it were. So they've uh, they just said on that. Um, and they have, it pays a dividend as well. So yeah, very good, uh, good set of, uh, interesting set of results there. And holding it, as you point out, Andrew, that's holding its price, isn't it? I'll be honest, it's not a company I know at all. So well spotted. So JLEN, J-L-E-N. Now another one which will be probably wider known to investors is Impacts. Uh, Impacts Asset Management, particularly as IPX, uh, 799p share price. Uh, they have results to the 30th, uh, year ending 30th of September. The shares this year are down 44%. Um, and the last month they're up 17%. So remember, you know, we're talking about this this move, and they said it. It's in their results, and they said that investors, you know, given the Russian gas situation, shifted towards value-oriented stocks, or sort of energies and commodities, um, and that caused, you know, shares in the clean energy energy efficient markets to suffer. Um, and now they're seeing that, they've seen some of that reversing. They said that the FTSE environmental opportunities all share dropped by 28% dollars terms between the 1st of January and the 30th of September. So you can see now that, you know, the, 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 the move in the sector and recovery in the sector, they reported, and again, I say this is not bad, they reported assets under management during the, the year period decreased by 4.1%. 4.1% only uh, to 35.7 billion pounds uh, and driven principally by falling markets, negative absolute investment performance. But, but I mean, 4.1% given some of the falls we've seen in the market, Andrew, I suggest is nay bad. Uh, and they said that as of the end of October, asset management under management have recovered to 37.4 billion. So uh, which was 37.2 in the prior year. Um, you know, 79% of the assets are outside of the UK. You know, it's a broad international base. And then just looking to their business, because obviously I, I guess they, they will charge fees for managing their funds, these big, big funds. They said that their revenue as an organisation increased to £175 million by 23%. And their operating profits up 21%. Um, and pre-tax profit up 59%. So given the market environment, you know, for a big fund manager, that looks pretty good to me, actually. What's with this Scottish bit, nay bad? I Andrew, that's because I was brought up in Scotland and so sometimes it drops in. Are you really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am a, I'm a Sassanac by birth, but uh, yeah, I did all my schooling up just south of Glasgow. That explains a lot. <laughs> I'll say no more. Right. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, moving on to tech, we've been talking quite a lot about transitional energy and renewables. Um, Ceridium, one that oh, we've, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've, you know, we, we do call, we follow this comment on Ceridium. So Ceridium, ticker is CER, market cap, £343 million, 
Uh, the share price is up 27% year to date. They have four year results of September. Um, you know, one of these guys do it's a software company and their software is used in telecommunications for billing, um, charging, it's used for customer relationship management, and they supply um, 80 customers across uh, telecoms, but also utilities and financial services um, and 45 countries. So a nice you know, broad spread international company with a good spread of uh, spread of customers. Um, and they have said that, um, you know, they're seeing quite a lot of businesses driven by communication service providers protecting themselves against some of the big hyperscale, huge multinational companies and are putting all this software in so they can drive more services uh, through their, across their networks and build for their services. So that's helping drive the business. Um, they get revenues from its live software licenses, support maintenance and also SaaS. Uh, but during a period, importantly the numbers, um, their revenue is up by 26% to 30, just under 33 uh, million pounds. And boy, did this drive profits. The profits are up by 40% to 11.9 million pounds, which was better than market expectations. Uh, group expects to generate strong cash flows. Uh, net cash was up by 54% to 20.2 million pounds. So sales rising driving higher profits and strong cash flow. And the board is pleased to propose something we all like, a 30% increase in the final dividend, 6.5p per share. Uh, good positive outlook, um, seeing business driven by investment in 5G and uh, fiber, um, fiber optics uh, rollouts. So that all looks uh, pretty good to me. Yep, very British. Love a good dividend, even out of tech. There you go. Uh, anything else? Uh, GB Group. Oh yeah, a bit of GB Group. My mother's got that yeah. in her IHT portfolio. Not had such a good time, Andrew. No, uh, I know. I'm in a bad book at the moment. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, you should have to go and stand in the curious, it's, it's, it's GBG, 866 market cap, uh, million market cap, and the shares are unfortunately down 54% year to date. Uh, anyway, they had interim to September. Look, GB Group, um, you know, one we've both known for, I think, a long time. It's, uh, it's software, and it's software that enables, they use quite a lot of, um, very big computer databases from people like uh, Experian, for example, where they are given access to individuals' locations in particular, um, and also, you know, but more, more personal information on them, financial information, so that actually, you know, if you're, an, you're for instance, uh, an e-commerce company and, and I go and log in and I'm trying to buy something, they can quickly verify, you know, exactly who I am um, and where I'm located. Uh, so very, very important in terms of fraud protection has been did very, very well when the uh, you know, e-commerce markets in particular were booming uh, through COVID, um, but also benefited from uh, cryptocurrency growth as well. And I guess a lot of that was people setting up new new accounts to trade crypto because you need to check, you know, people's identities to to do that. I mean, and they, and they work with a, a, a great variety of blue chip companies and governments. You know, not surprising given their capability in the software and its ability to check 
uh, to check people. But yes, they had um, they had results, uh, interims, and they were reporting. Get this right. Uh, they had revenue growth, pro forma revenue growth of 10% to 135 million. Um, profits were up just 1% uh, to 28 million. Operating profit was actually down from 15 million down to 2.5 million. Um, and also note their net uh, debt increased. Now, they made an acquisition um, during a period. So, you know, their net debt, they went from 39.5 million of cash to 133 million of net debt. But during a period, uh, they have been cash generative, uh, which is helping them to pay down that debt. And also they were saying, as they've been paying down a considerable amount of that debt, actually, and they're seeing, uh, they saw some currency impact on it as well, because it's dollar debt. So, of course, you know, as exchange rates are varying, uh, you know, the sterling is weak and the the, the debt one on translation goes up, but they are paying that down. So, you know, clearly more difficult circumstances for um, for GB Group. But look, I, I you know, always look for opportunity, right, uh, in these markets and when things have been heavily impacted. But, I mean, nonetheless, I would say that there will be a continue, you know, an ongoing need for obviously for protection. E-commerce will grow at the rates it has. It didn't, particularly through COVID, but on a you know on a structural basis, e-commerce will grow ahead. So, you know that the need for this product has not gone away, and it's one that's used by blue chip customers around the world. So, probably worth you know doing a little bit more analysis of work on. So just to remind me, I mean, GB Group had a bid approach, didn't it? And it turned it down. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's a bit of a surprise because when it had the bid approach, it jumped up, you know, almost, you know, towards seven quid. Here we are at half that price. Yeah. Um, where does that leave us then? Well, we'll leave that as a, an open ended question, whether a bid comes back again now, um, because we've basically done 30 minutes and everyone will be listening or be thinking that's enough. Come on, get on with it. And actually did spend a lot of time talking about GB Group there. Even I was starting to nod off. No, that's a lie. Uh, no, no, look, I'll tell you what, also, we're going to just wrap up. Here we go. Uh, we also this week, of course, had uh, England actually in their football get out of the group stage, winning their group. But they slipped in the, the bookies pecking order. They were the second favourite one stage. They now down to eight to one uh, behind Brazil, Argentina, France and Spain. So I don't know what you think, Phil. Do you think they can win it? Well, no, I have in the office sweepstake. Well, God, you're an analyst. Just say yes or no. Costa Rica. Oh, look, come on, you've got to back England. Uh, <laughs> but it might be a challenge for them. <laughs> That's a fair answer. All right, look, as usual, I hope everyone's enjoyed this. Uh, if you've got comments, then do let us know. Uh, any companies you want us to talk about, let us know. We'll talk about them as well. Uh, but have a very good week. Thank you. I look forward to chatting next week, Andrew.